When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, news this week that Australian Rugby League Commission Chairman Peter Volandi said of the Mighty Bears that it makes sense we bring them back in some capacity because they've got, well, 200,000 members. Now, Chairman Daniel Dixon has stated that there are a few non-negotiables should the Bears return in some way, shape or form. The colours and logo have to remain, and ideally he'd like to see two and as many as four games per year at the spiritual home, North Sydney Oval. Look, it's enough to make any rugby league fan misty-eyed, including a man who was integral to their success in the mid to late 90s, Michael Butner. Now, look, I don't want to talk about a bring back the bear strategy on the show today, but rather I want to take a trip down memory lane, remind us why we love the red and black so much, and pleased to say Michael Butner's on the line right now. Hello, Butes. Uh, Julian, how are you, mate? I've just uh, wiped the tears away myself, mate, and uh, great news this week from Peter Blandis, and uh, hopefully that can be reflected further down the track in terms of bringing back the red and black. And uh, I, I guess the big thing about it is there is so so much support for the Bears, and you know when we talk about the 200,000 members, there's 200,000 genuine supporters that have to some extent been lost to the game uh, because the Bears are no longer in the competition and uh, they still take a lot of pride uh, and joy in uh, supporting the Bears or just uh, reliving those times uh, in the past. And, you know, when we look back on, you know, the 90s, they were probably one of the the best sides in the 90s not to win a competition. Yeah. Uh, with, with numerous visits to preliminary finals, I think there was four times in which they made the preliminary final and I was a part of two of those uh, and yeah mate just a lot of success throughout that period and you know they've always been that side that have uh, or the club that have struggled uh, it's been 1922 since they won their last premiership so uh, you know I think everybody's got a soft spot for the mighty bears well I want to talk about that it's, it's one of those teams that we love to love to romanticize about a foundation club you know, so often the whipping boys before success and heartbreak in the 90s. You know, outside of Manly fans too, Bits, I don't know anyone that hates the Bears. Obviously, you have Parramatta heritage, but, you know, those boys from that era, do you still have that special bond, a case of once a bear, always a bear? Mate, we certainly do. You know, we've obviously got a WhatsApp group that we uh, interact with uh, regularly. We get together every Saturday before the grand final, those boys from the 90s, and uh, we get together and reminisce and, and just catch up, which has been... You know, great over the uh, the last five six years that we've been doing this, and uh, mate, it's just a again a great bond that we've had. And mate, there was a lot of success throughout the period. I got there in '96. We made the preliminary final, got done by St George that year. '97, we played uh, the we play the preliminary Knights. final. The Knights, yes, we played the Knights, and you know that was heartbreaking. Uh, a big tackle by Darren Albert uh. in the corner on Matt Sears. Mate, that is heartbreaking. That does bring a tear to my eye, That uh, reminiscing about that. 98, we went out in straight sets in um, in the semi-final series. Uh, and, of course, 99 was a tough year for the Bears and uh, obviously the final year. Uh, but proud to say that, 
and that four years for me was probably the best four years of my career, as in, mm. you know, a long period there. I got the opportunity to play finals football for the first time. I got the opportunity to represent both my state and my country. Uh, and I guess also to play with a group of guys that, for me, as a, you know, footy fan, the likes of a Greg Florimo, Jason Taylor, Gary Larson, Billy Moore, David Fairley, uh, Matt Sears, Benny Eichen. Like, these are guys that, you know, I you know, I won't say I looked up to all of them in terms of some of them were younger than me, but it was just a side that these guys had amazing careers. And, you know, for a lot of them in particular, you know, those guys I spoke about in terms of Greg Florimo, Billy Moore, David Fairley, um, and Gary Larson, that was such, you know, they had red and black going through their veins and, and just you know, did all they could to ensure that the Bears were as successful as they possibly could be. And, you know, like I said, throughout that 90s period, there were a lot, a lot of good times. There was also a lot of heartache for uh, fans, there's no doubt about it. You know, my introduction to to Rugby League was at North Sydney Over. My grandfather and uncle would take me. Mark Graham was a captain at the time. They had Avco Finance on the front of their jerseys and, and they'd get thrashed. And then Graham and, and Clayton Friend and, and Olsen Philippine, players of that ilk, started to move on. And then, and then there was the turnaround in the early 90s. Obviously, Greg Florimo establishing himself. You mentioned Mark Soden, who came from Dubbo. Billy Moore from Queensland. Gary Larson. Uh, Daisy, David Fairley. Mario from Souths. Paddy Jarvis. Daryl Halligan. They had a lot of steel. And then that, I guess, laid the foundation for the likes of yourself and the guys you mentioned, JT and, and Matty Sears and Brett Dallas and Benny Iken. You know, was there a sense that this was a side that was building to something? Was that the attraction to lure you from the Eels? Mate, it was a massive attraction. Look, I've got to say, I had played four years at Parramatta uh, before deciding to go to the Bears, and I looked at their side on paper, and I could only hope to play alongside those guys. And I can assure you, mate, when I went to the Bears after signing that contract, I knew I had a point to prove. I didn't think I was worthy of being in that side. And I had a point to prove uh, to not only myself, but to those players that I could step up and play at that level. Uh, And thankfully, I was able to do that. And I think, to be honest with you, I think a lot of that was due to the fact that the calibre and the quality, not only of the players that we had there, but them as people uh, and how they embraced me and, and supported me and and they did that to every new player that come to the club, knowing full well that um, that there was a job to do and that uh, to get the best out of that player was to ensure that they felt comfortable and at ease in a club that um, had so much heartache throughout that period. Tell us about your coach, Peter Louie. He had to shake things up a bit. Mark Soden was the halfback. Of course, JT was there and he said, look, maybe reinvent yourself as a hooker, Tony Ray was the number nine and the club captain at the time. You were considered Butes a running 5'8", likewise Ben Iken. You know, that meant shifting Greg Florimo to lock. Was there a sort of a, a sense of communal purpose of the greater good? Because, gee, you played some really attacking and, and impressive and entertaining football under Peter Louis. Yeah, mate, it was great. Well, you know, with Pete Louis, he obviously enabled players to, or gave them the confidence to be able to switch and move positions depending on what he felt was appropriate for the opposition, what he felt was appropriate for our team, and what would work best for our attack. And I remember when Pete got me to uh, uh, move me to 5'8 for the first time, 
I ended up scoring a hat trick for the first time in my uh, in my career, uh, and I think it was a bit about the you know the confidence he gave, uh, the way the players embraced that, and, and enabled us to ensure that we were working hard uh, and, and delivering based on everybody's ability uh, and skill level, uh, and it just there was just this confidence amongst the group there that you know it didn't matter what position you played. Uh, that we all had a role to play and we had to play to the best of our ability. I remember getting on the drink with Mark Soden one night. I bumped into him and JT at the great Metropolis nightclub. And, mate, I've never had a deeper and more meaningful conversation with a football player in my life. He's talking about life and love and family. He's a good man, Sod. Yeah, he certainly is, mate. And, and you know, heart and soul of the Bears. He, he loved the Bears, spent plenty of time there. And, again, just a, a kid from Dubbo who, uh, you know, got an opportunity and, went on to bigger and better things. And, you know, it's it's amazing how, you know, when I look at the, you know, the calibre of play that we had there, how humble a lot of the beginnings were yeah. uh, for guys that played at the Bears. And, and I think we truly were just grateful to have that opportunity to play at the top level. 1996, Butes, a cracking season. 21,000 packed in North Sydney Oval. Can you believe it? They were jammed in like sardines. You, you beat arch rivals Manly in your 100th meeting, no less. You thumped the Cowboys that year. You beat the Broncos twice, including the qualifying final where you scored two tries. And then your raging hot favourites against St George in the prelim. I guess the type of footy you were playing, it must have been hard not to get ahead of yourselves. Did it ever at some point feel like, oh, this could be our year, boys? You know what? That eighty, that 96 season, that final series was all new to me because mm. uh, I'd never been in a, a final series before. And... I remember jumping on the bus after the game against the Dragons and just remembering how much it hurt and, and also thinking, you know, oh, gee, it was great to play in that, but I just wanted to get that one step closer. Uh, and it probably sunk into me how hard some of these guys have worked to get to this point, and they'd been there before. For me, it was all new to me, but it certainly hurt, and then the following year was the same thing. We were confident going into that game, and we probably had every right to be, to be honest with you. Based on the season we had, you're right, we were, you know, we knocked off the Broncos, who were, you know, they were star-studded. Yeah. Uh, and so we were just at that point where we felt that it may well have been our year. And um, they talk about the uh, the old fig tree curse, mate, and I think it uh, <laughs> obviously yeah. struck again come 96 and 97. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, and I think you thumped Saints too that year as well. I was at that game. I remember. I think it's JT through the cutout. It's plucked out of the air by Mark Bell, who sort of bolts down the other end, and then chock fed that ball to Dean Raper, and you just sort of, you know, my I was there with Michael. So I just got that 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 ugly feeling. But then 1997, they didn't seem to be much of a hangover. You know, you beat Manly. You're down the Roosters by a point in May. You beat the Knights on a couple of occasions. You meet them again in the prelim final. You know, 91, 94, 96, now 97. Was it the elephant in the room, just being able to get over that prelim hurdle? Mate, look, I think it was. And obviously, coming up against a Knights team, and like you said, we'd beaten them a couple of times throughout the season. We were extremely confident going into the game. And again, it wasn't cockiness. It was just, you know, we were confident. We, you know, we didn't feel that. We felt that we had the side that could certainly do it. Um, and... You know, you, you talk about moments in games, you talk about moments in seasons and, and, and how, you know, just 
one little moment can make or break a season. And, and I look at that, you know, Matt Sears making the break down the oh. sideline there. And look, there's only one player in the game at that time who could have made that tackle, who actually could have got the Matt Sears. Yeah. And that was Darren Albert. And, and look, I, I know we talk about Darren Albert and the try he scored in the grand final the following week. But if it wasn't for Darren Albert, you know, rugby league doesn't have that moment oh. uh, at the 97 grand final because that actually got them into the grand final. There is no doubt about that. It was, you know, there was, you know, not a lot of time left in the game. And there were, and I, you know, obviously, as a footy fan, uh, Julian, you'll remember Matt Sears turning and chasing Brett Mullins back yep. in 94. Yep. Uh, one of the greatest tackles from a fullback um, who got turned around. No one chased down Brett Mullins, but somehow Matt Sears did. And suddenly you felt that no one chases down Matt Sears. But uh, there was a quicker guy on the opposition called Darren Albert who managed to do that. And, uh unfortunately made another one slip through our hands. You know, it's funny just looking back at that game. It seems to be full of these sliding door moments, doesn't it? It was a wet day. You weren't really clicking an attack. You fumbled a few at the back. You know, the Johns boys kick superbly as they inevitably do. And you levelled it up and you talked about putting Matty Sears into space. I think he himself said, if, if I dive sort of four or five metres out, if, 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 yes. I might have got there. JT, gettable kick by his standards, you know, hooks it. I mean, do you just... Do you replay that game in your head? Is it still now, at I guess, 50 years young, Butes, one of those what-if matches in your career? Mate, you know what? It is one of those moments because I know and I, I remember watching the grand final afterwards uh, the following week and thinking, you know, when Darren Albert scores that try, just thinking that could have been us. Huh. That's that one moment that slipped away, that, you know, that premiership window that we talk about now, that may have been it just there. Uh, that we missed our opportunity. And, you know, you're right, JT, um, as accurate as he was with the boot, um, just had an off day. Uh, and I've got to say, I scored that try um, to level it up. And I was, you know, extremely confident going, you know what, this is, he's going to knock this over. We're going to be in front here. And, uh, you know, we've worked extremely hard to keep him out. But, yeah, it was just, again, mate, there's those little moments that make all the difference. And, yeah, it's heartbreaking. It hurts. And, you know, you still think about those moments time to time. And if it pops up on Fox Sports or whatever it is and you see the game, <laughs> you just realise, could I have done more? Is there anything yeah. else I could have done? What, you know, could I have made yeah. that tackle? Could I have, you know, it's easy to look back now and, and think all those things. But... Um, made that sport, I guess. Yeah, you know, you talk about JT missing that shot. It's Shades of Halligan, 91. Another sharpshooter had that off day against Penrith. And this fig tree curse, as you mentioned, does sort of pop back into your mind. You got a standout memory of your time with North Sydney Bits? Uh, mate, you know what? One of the standout memories, and, uh, I, you know, I refer to Greg Florimo as the great one. And, you know, to me, he'll always be the greatest pair of all time. But we managed to play the Cowboys at North Sydney Oval uh, Flo's last game, and we end up tailing them up 62-0. Oh. Um, and it was just one of those moments uh, that, you know, it was great to be a part of. I also, on that day, I think we scored 11, 10 or 11 tries that day, and I, would, I needed one try to break the try-scoring record for the club in first grade. And I promise you, they were doing everything they could, the players, to not let me score. <laughs> um, I was supporting, sniffing around just waiting for that opportunity and uh, it just didn't come until about five minutes to go. So I was thankful for that, but to be a part of that 
uh, day for him. Um, I, I also remember I was, you know, you talked about 96 uh, against Manly. That was the day where Flo got 10 out of 10 in the Rugby League week. Because yeah, he, he just did. An absolute blind. And, you know, not many, not many players got that 10 out of 10 rating. But that day he was on fire. He was untouchable. Uh, and, yeah, now they're two memories for me that really stand out. Uh, and they don't necessarily involve me, but just to be a part yeah. of that occasion. Yeah, really awesome. I think he joked too. He shouldn't have got ten because he, he dropped the ball. But you know, typical yes, humility exactly. from from Fly. What what would it mean to you and, and that crop to, to see the Bears back in some capacity? Oh, mate, it would mean a lot. You know, Dicko, our chairman at the moment, he was our masseur back in the day, uh, but he's done an amazing job. And you know, we still keep in contact uh, regularly. And uh, just to see the hard work that he's put in. Uh, that, you know, club legend flow continues to put in. Uh, JT was there coaching for the last few years. Um, you know, all the boys still have a soft spot uh, and would really love to see the red and black back in uh, the NRL competition. Uh, yeah, mate, I can assure you it would be a very proud moment and one that uh, I could imagine each and every one of us will be there game one, wherever that would be, uh, to support and get behind the team, and uh, especially those guys that played in that last game back in 1999. Um, again, fond memories, but ones that, um, you know, I hope they can stay, you know, etched in my mind for a very, very long time. No doubt they will. Hopefully we do see the Bears back in the NRL at North Sydney Oval, where you have spilt blood, sweat and tears. Michael Butner, appreciate your time today. Thanks, mate, for the memories. Good on you, Julian. Thank you, mate. Thanks for the uh, the walk down memory lane. Yes, sorry to bring up some painful games for you too. There he is. Bears legend, Michael Butner.